state and still draw them at every forum. Don't lose no points, I just score them. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the forum. I go by the name of Charles Diamond, aka Reverend Doc Brown, here with Ali, aka Danny Green's number one fan. Ooh, Raj, aka Unwritten Ring Season. I like that. I didn't see that on the on the podcast platform until you said it out loud, and I feel silly. See, I like I would have liked unri- unwritten rings, but then unwritten ring season. I don't know. I don't know. You think it's too much? <laughs> I'm trying to copy all the LeBron fans that <laughs> have migrated over. Uh, AKA, if you if you don't like LeBron, then that 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 group of people is AKA the Three Six Mafia, <laughs> which I think is just an amazing, amazing name for uh, LeBron stands. So, uh, I, unfortunately, was working um, tonight, so I missed a, a, a large portion of the game. I, I got to see the fourth quarter, I got to see OT, um, but I, I missed a lot, of the, a lot of the first half. And I was disappointed, because I really wanted to see how, how Kuz looked um, in his initial minutes. And in the minutes I saw, I saw, you know, I, obviously he's not, in, he's not ready to, to be a contributor quite yet. Um, but I, I was wondering, you know, I have some thoughts about what I saw from Kuz, but I was wondering... You know how, how Kuz started the game. If you if you got a chance to see uh, the beginning of of the game and Kuz's impact early, what he was doing. Uh, yeah, he was like a really good cutter still, which was good to see. Um, he was like waiting for his guy to have his head turned, and he like cut to the rim. It was cool to see that with the lineups with like AD and LeBron. It was kind of missing that. Now his shot seems like still short. I think because he doesn't have his legs under him. But yeah, it was cool to see him just run back and forth. Um, yeah, I agree with Raj. Like he he still had his the chemistry with LeBron in the minutes that he had with him. Uh he it looked like he was in his like first preseason game the way he was playing. He looked like someone who hadn't played ball in a while. So, understandable in all that sense, but yeah, it was just nice to like see him out there and also he just gives the Lakers more size too, which is fun. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. The first thing I noticed was his haircut and I was like, "Is that a V? Are you tapered to a V in the back of your head? That's a wild cut." Um but there was one thing that I did notice in the second half was like, I, first and foremost, sorry to, to talk about LeBron as I'm talking about Kuz, but one of the things I noticed was LeBron was was doing very well with help side defense. Oh, um, yes. And there were some times I saw him like dig in super hard to help um, from the weak side and then like have a really strong closeout to the corner, you know, like right, right, right at the break. Yeah. And there were a few possessions where I saw Kuz sort of playing that same role. And I was like, oh man, Kuz does not know where to go or he's not like, he is not into he's not on the string so to speak that 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 everyone else seems to be on um was that was that were those few instances i saw indicative of how he was performing earlier yeah exactly he he just he the lakers put him out there just so that he gets a sense of like how the lineups work and just so that he gets some run and you know fixes up his stamina just because you it's it's obviously when you're in practice it's nothing like when you're actually in the game so no matter what you know, percentage the guys ready to go out there, it's still best to throw him out there even in short amounts of time. Yeah, he looked kind of lost on some of the plays, but I thought his effort was okay. Like, they had him on Parzingis, and Parzingis would try to, like, attack him in the post. Imagine he got a couple buckets on him, but I thought he did his job kind of staying in front. But obviously on the weak side and things like that, he still is trying to figure out where to go on defense, and I think that's that's normal. Just reading from the stat sheet, I feel like 
you know, for a guy like Kuz who's coming back from an injury who hasn't really had a chance to get, build any chemistry, like, I'm looking at it, are you making dumb mistakes and are you, like, finding ways to, like, still impact the game? And granted, he had, he had nine points. I'm not really – he was three for eight from the field, but it's more impressive to me that he took eight shots. Like, he found in – in those 18 minutes, he found eight shots that were probably, you know, good shots for him, even though he didn't make any of his threes. He got to the free throw line. He didn't foul anybody, and he only had one turnover. So that, that from what I saw, it was like, and from reading the stat sheet, it's like he didn't make any stupid mistakes, and he found space for himself in the offense, which is like all you can really ask for coming back from an injury like that. Yeah, for sure. I don't know if you guys saw this, but like just from like from me watching the game, I felt like he was a little bit like a step slow. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. He just didn't seem like you know himself, but obviously this is his first game. Other than that, like what you said, Rick, he, he had good looks and everything. He was cutting well. It just, you know, his first game. Yeah, I agree with you, Ali. Like, he would come off, like, a screen, and, his, like, his shot would be, like, a second late than it should be. Like, the defender would be right there. I think he took, like, two of them that were contested threes. But um, other than that, like, he was cutting to the rim. He had, like, a mid-range pull-up that that was swish. I mean, it was, it was cool to see him out there. It was, like, a 6'9 cutter. Putting that into this offense, is it was fun. I feel bad because we really got into the detail without, like, really taking stock of what happened in the game. Like, we, we got to the trees without looking at the forest. So, I'm just going to, like, step back real quick. What a hell of a game. Yeah. Oh, oh my God. Absolutely. Yeah, that is pretty weird. We didn't start off with just, like, that was insane. It was more so of just... It's also, to be fair, it is, like, pretty late in the night right now. Twelve eighteen. So, we're not... You know, we are... are I think our, like, how hyped we were afterwards has kind of dwindled down. But at the same time, it's still absolutely insane uh laker games should not count in the first half anymore seriously (laughs) like the game actually starts in the second half it's ridiculous i hate the feeling they give us in the first half yeah we were down 11 i was like we have them right where we want them like down 11 like that's this is where we this is where we come back we got to make sure the team feels comfortable (laughs) (laughs) we like a little challenge Uh, uh, yeah. That was an early game of the year candidate so far. Like I, that, like that was a really. I I wanted this game to be tough because I mean I figured you know like Luca's being a big ball handling wing and, and KP being like the pick and pop big. You're like these those are the two types of players that you know the Lakers are gonna have issues with given their personnel and their defensive scheme. So you like you knew that even though the Dallas isn't like as talented on paper as the Lakers, that this could be a tough matchup, and it and it was for the for the most part. I was I was a bit worried what Kristaps might do to us. I was I thought he was going to be like I genuinely to start the game I was like I don't know who's going to guard Kristaps. I hope it's AD. If it's not if it's Javale, I'm afraid that he's just going to get destroyed. I was just I was freaking out about that matchup more than Doncic and then it ended up being Doncic the one who is actually going to tear apart the Lakers. Yeah, I thought they would be like co-stars on Dallas, but this is pretty clearly like Doncic's team and like, Porzingis looked good in the first half, but I think at the end, I think they put AD on him, and then he kind of uh, went away late in the game. But, yeah, he's that team is good. Like That's a really good road win to have. There were three moments I think I verbally yelled out, like, like actually yelled at the top of my lungs <laughs> saying stuff like, let's go, and, you know, just some, some other stuff. But anyways, I, there were three moments. One was when AD was posting up Kristaps, uh, and he ended up, like, yamming it on him. Oh, yeah. Uh, the next one was LeBron when he went coast to coast and just, you know, dunked it all over them. Mm-hmm. And then the last one was the Danny Green buzzer beater. Oh my god! Oh, god. I that, think I screamed so loud beater, on that one. I freaked the hell out of my dog. 
My dog, <laughs> like, I yelled, and my dog sprinted at me, like, what's wrong? What's wrong? <laughs> it's funny because um, one of the guys that I work with, he uh, he's a he's a former Laker fan who decided he wasn't going to be a Laker. <laughs> he decided when LeBron joined the team, he wasn't going to be a Laker fan until LeBron was off the team. <laughs> Because he wow. says a true Laker fan could never root for LeBron. Anyway. That's, that's exactly how my sister is. See, I, I feel like it's a somewhat uh, common line of thinking. She's not a true fan. Like, she knows Kobe and Shaq and Fisher, and I don't think she can name another Laker. So, Well, I'm, I'm embarrassed of this guy because he's like a hooper. Like, he played basketball in college, and I think you would you would have more respect for the greatness of LeBron James if you're, if you're a real hooper. <laughs> Like, he played overseas. I'm like, you're too good at basketball to hate LeBron. Like, that doesn't yeah. make any sense. Um, but LeBron had the ball in that final possession, the final possession regulation, I should say. And, you know, as part of being a hater, he was just like, he gonna, he gonna pass. He gonna pass. He don't want to shoot. He don't want it. He don't want it. And then he passes it to Danny Green. He's like, see? And Danny Green pumps. And I'm like, he don't need to shoot. He makes the right play. <laughs> Keep in mind, I'm like, supposed to be neutral, obviously, at work. <laughs> Not happening ever. Um, I'm not a Laker fan. I'm just I, I respect LeBron. <laughs> I just really appreciate his passing prowess. <laughs> I love on Twitter they're like, um, "Danny Green saved LeBron." Like he just drove in when they're down three. I was like, that was the plan. Like the plan was to like kick it out. Like, like, like we have Danny Green. Like yeah. I, I want Danny Green taking that over yeah. three. Also, shout out to two people in that play. Shout out to was it Dwight Clayton? Howard. Well, yeah, yeah. First of all, a shout out to Dwight Howard for giving Seth Curry a hug on that play. Um, just absolutely amazing, great hug to, to free up Danny Green in the corner. Also, I think it was Kleber. Shout out to Maxi Kleber for inexplicably defending a LeBron James drive when you're you're up three points. Like you give up the one thing. Like I, I would literally have just like I would have like what waved a red. To, flag and been like Olay, like go to the basket like wow <laughs> incredible that's how much gravity lebron james has he just makes professional basketball players forget about the logic of professional basketball <laughs> did uh did you guys see andre Iguodala's tweet yes yes it was phenomenal <laughs> he couldn't have i just like just him tweeting about the lakers makes me go yeah, he wants to join. He had like multiple tweets too. I think yeah, he was yeah, like he had, tweeting. He had, four. All... he had four. Yeah, he was rewatching, and then like Laker fans obviously flooded his mentions. Oh, all uh, of them. Yeah. Pete tweeted at Andre and said, "Come join this Andre with exclamation points," and then Elmo like looking up at the fire. <laughs> <laughs> um, for reference, for anyone who doesn't know, I'm assuming the the first tweet uh, was Andre Iguodala. I'm not sure if it was before the play or after the play. I but think it was. I, sorry, go ahead. I will. You're saying it was before, right? I think it was after the. Oh. Okay. Uh, the play. He well, said. Uh, he said like ask Christine. I think it was Christina. I forgot what it was. Yeah. But he's like ask Christina who called the hammer play. Mm-hmm. Oh, and then he and then he broke down what he predicted was going to happen. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. So he basically predicted the action of the final play it was correct. Right. Um I don't think that was a prediction, man. I think he was he was texting Jason Kidd, uh, and he said, "Hey, run this." Real <laughs> <laughs> and Jason said, "Frank, Frank, I got one for you." <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um. Yeah, it was uh, 
go, going like that was obviously super exciting. But then I feel like, I, well, like not for me, but I feel like for other people, OT was like kind of anticlimactic because it was just like, oh, the Mavericks are just not going to hit a shot. Like that's what's, <laughs> that's how this game is going to end. Now Pete was right. They looked like really shook. I think he tweeted like they were shook after the yeah. Danny Green three. They thought the game was over, which including I did as well. Like I didn't think we were going to tie it. Like just watching Laker games from the last three years, like usually the game just ends when we're down three with like five seconds left. But yeah, they looked pretty shook in the overtime. What's What's crazy to me though is last year I never like felt like this, but this year when we yeah. when, when when Danny Green hit that shot and the Lakers went into overtime, I genuinely to myself was like. This is over. Yeah, same. I genuinely thought to myself, like, this is over. And I never had that type of confidence last season at all, even fully healthy. Yeah, that's a good point. Like, I was like, LeBron and AD are not losing an extra five minutes of this. Like, there's just there's just no way that was happening. Yeah, not at all. So one of my favorite stats from the game um, is that the Lakers, as a team, had 24 assists. And mm-hmm. LeBron had 16 of them. <laughs> and the Mavs at a team had 23 assists, and Luka had 15 of them. And I'm just like, wow, this was really like, like, it's, it, they're oddly like a very strange, uh, I don't want to say mirror image, because it's obviously not the same, but it's like mm-hmm. weird. There's just this giant ball handling wing and this super talented big, and we're just going to like make it happen with those two dudes and everybody's <laughs> around them. Like, it was really weird. Sorry, someone with the ad of Genie's nephew just followed me, and I was just, I got up for a second. I was like, oh, for real? No, no, no. Not really. Not really. Um, one source of frustration for me from, uh, obviously didn't, didn't watch all the game, but I looked at the stats and I was like, how the f*** do we give up 18 offensive rebounds? <laughs> um, Yo, it seems like they've been doing that a lot. That's, yeah. it, it, like... And I, I understand that Boban Marjanovic is like 25 feet tall, but I just wasn't expecting that to be the, the case tonight. Um, also, watching Dwight Howard guard him was hilarious. <laughs> I, feel, I feel like some of that is like their coverage. Like a lot of their defense is like pushing um, the players to the bigs. And then like once the bigs are helping, it's kind of hard to go and box out again. So you're having like Avery Bradley fight whoever the Dallas people had rebounding and they would get like a lot of offensive boards and things like that. That's fair, actually. Ooh, I actually realized another time that I yelled at the TV today. It was when Avery Bradley took the mid range to to, to oh, uh, tie it up. Yeah, I was I what? was so upset. What was that? I don't know. I think because they went they went and they had Avery screen for LeBron initially, and it didn't work. So he screened again for LeBron, and then LeBron threw it down to him. And as soon as I saw Avery catch at the mid range, he was open. But I was like, this isn't the shot. This isn't the shot you should like go for to tie it up and then he took it and i was like that's not going in <laughs> I, was, I was like i was like I, I was like the one dribble pull up at the elbow like i understand that that is a practice shot but i was like that is just not what we needed right now <laughs> yeah like go to the back like what is happening Granted, it was a good look too but i was just like what i don't want that to be the shot I am sorry. I'm 27 years old. It is 2019. Like, go to the paint or stay out there. Like, no, 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 no. There's a. Did you guys see the the uh, mid range LeBron shot? It wasn't really a mid range. It was a three. But then he like took one step in and shot. Do you guys know exactly what I'm talking about or no? No, I'm blanking on that. I think it was in the first half. I was just imagining how many people were rolling their eyes at that. Because he took one little step in to shoot like the shot, and it, if he didn't just do that, it would have been a three. Yeah, the Lakers take, took a lot of mid-range pull-ups today, right? They take so many mid-range shots. Yeah. <laughs> I remember, I think, I forget who we 
were playing, who the Lakers were playing, but I, there was a, I actually clipped a play that I didn't post on Twitter because the Lakers won, and I was like, I'm not gonna like Bash dump on. on Avery Bradley exactly for no reason. But Avery Bradley, like Avery Bradley, like had a three pump fake. It was semi contested <laughs> pump fakes, gets a flyby, and then he goes to the cup and has like a very clear layup, but not very clear. Another semi contested layup, but then he just like passes the ball out, and I'm like, yo, like wouldn't. You gave oh. up two great shots. Like I understand <laughs> that, like you wanted to be, but like, come on. Uh, but now, now because I didn't do that earlier, now I'm, I'm hating on Avery Bradley with all my might right now. <laughs> to to all the listeners right now, I want to apologize again. It's really late. It's twelve thirty a.m. Uh, but I realize there's a fifth time I yelled at the TV today, and I can't believe none of us remembered. Oh, come on now! I know what's going on here. I can't believe none of us remembered. I know. I really don't. I feel like that Come was. On. Oh, don't, don't, Ali, don't tell him. No, I won't. I won't. I bet you every listener knows, though. <laughs> <laughs> the tension is building. <sighs> Raj, come on. I'll give you a hint, okay? Okay, okay. Uh, I'm trying to let me let me think of a hint that won't give it away too much. Okay, they showed the replay like seven times. <sighs> I really, I know there was like LeBron step back three. It was okay. Did you, you might have seen my tweet. It was a tweet where I put out and I said like. uh, I said this might be like the game changer where the Lakers get a run. Oh, oh, of course. This was Alex Caruso's dunk. Yeah. Yes, sir. yes, yes, yes. Yes, sir. Yo, it was it's crazy too because like when he went for it, it didn't even look like he was going fast to the rim. He oh, not gonna, at all. Like, I didn't think he, he was, would make it. I thought he was gonna pass it out. Yeah. And he went and attacked and then like took the step and I didn't think he was gonna get that high because since he wasn't going fast, I didn't think he'd get like a that much of a bounce, but I should never, you know, doubt Crusoe with that. <laughs> yeah, why would you do that? I know, no, it's my fault. Who did he dunk on? Do you remember? I think it was Kleber. Oh, that's okay. Was it? No, I could be wrong. No, it was Maxi Kleber. Yeah, it was okay. Sure. Oh, okay, that's I. Of course, I'm right. I can't remember the last time I was like, damn wrong. Why would you? <laughs> why would you doubt yourself? Um, it was it was funny too because <laughs> again, back to my back to my former Laker fan friend. Um, I was sitting next to him. And I, and I go, oh! And he goes, what happened? And I go, Caruso caught a body! <laughs> and then he turns and sees the replay, and he's like, man, that won't nobody. He was jumping away from him. And I was like, you are a hater, bro. <laughs> like, what is, you are the epitome of a hater. For someone to hate on the Lakers and all that, there's just, like, one player on the Lakers you can't hate. I feel like nobody can hate on Caruso. Oh, I thought you meant Rondo. I was like, yeah, for sure. Like, how could you even? <laughs> oh, don't start that. <laughs> <laughs> oh man yeah that was incredible and i he like i, I feel like caruso's just like getting getting more and more minutes you know oh slowly but yeah sure. i mean but still like he didn't get enough minutes in the second half yeah well, he, that's very, i mean yeah that's he very, got taken out pretty early like he got that dunk and i think he got taken out like three possessions later yeah it was weird he had like a four minute stretch and he just got pulled out and then he got put back in i think late in the fourth yeah when he came back in yeah He's getting the Ivica, Ivica Zubas political treatment right now. <laughs> um, I don't think that I witnessed with my own two eyes any JaVale McGee minutes tonight. He didn't play much in the second half. He played, He started off the third, and then I think yeah. he got pulled a little bit early. And yeah. then that was that. He, I mean, he's, his minutes have been dwindling a bit. He played less minutes than Caruso in this game. Yeah. So. <laughs> That's saying something. Like, honestly. Um... And I, I guess we can sort of transition to talking about like the season in, in general because we haven't released a pod since the season started. But I feel like Javale has kind of disappointed a bit. Yeah, he definitely has. I think. I think mainly. I mean, not. It's his fit with AD. I think is a little bit harder. Yeah. 
Uh, I think also his skill set has kind of dwindled, in, which is sad because in the preseason, he actually looked really good. Yeah. And then the regular season started and it switched, which it switched with Danny Green too in the preseason. And he wasn't looking great. And then regular season came and he just went back to normal form. Yeah, he's like one of the vets. Him and like KCP are the two guys that are kind of doing things that they're not really fitting their role, if that makes sense. Like he, he's trying to look for dunks the whole time or he's trying to chase blocks and he's never really in the right position. And him and AD kind of like step each, step over each other's toes in a way that like Dwight Howard doesn't somehow. And even though Dwight doesn't space the floor with jumpers at all, but he's like knows where to stay. JaVel's like trying to get in the dunker spot while like AD's there. It's like a really weird, Mix like why? Why do you guys think he struggled so much? Like I, I'm trying to figure out. Rick, you go ahead. I mean, I I feel like it's got to be partially defensively. Obviously, like right. the the coverage that that Vogel is instituting like requires a bit of like commitment. And, yeah, and he's always like he never. Like obviously we're playing drop most of the time, but he never like attack. Like he never attacks. Like he always is retreating, right. waiting for the block shot, and like you play against people that have like that are that are three level scores and can score in that yeah. middle range, and it's like all right, well, what are you actually doing? Like you're waiting <laughs> to for them to get to the hoop, and if they're talented, they'll score around you or over you, and if they're good in the mid range, then you're not really affecting them at all. Um, so like, what what is he doing defensively? You know, one thing that uh, Javale like thrived on was when LeBron and AD would like run a pick and roll, and mm-hmm. Javale was in the dunker's box, and then he would like get the feed from like the pass. But mm-hmm. now you know Lakers aren't running that that often anymore, and they're yeah. running mainly like AD in the post and stuff like that. And then Javale's just, just like standing out, and I don't think that like fits him well. Yeah, uh, that could be part of it too. Yeah, because teams are just switching that LeBron AD yeah. pick and roll now, right? So it's basically just turning into a AD post up, and then Javale's still in the dunker spot, and it's, it's like it doesn't really. And then he's not fighting for rebounds the same way as like Dwight does. It's like oh, the game just looks so different when Dwight Howard's out there. It's, it's strange. You 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 hit something that I was gonna say. It's like Dwight. He he just doesn't have the physical presence of Dwight. So if he's, yeah. if he's there, he's not really a benefit to the on the boards, and he's not like he's not as as good of a screener as Dwight either. Like I don't right. know if he just doesn't take it as seriously, but his body isn't isn't Dwight's body either. So like mm-hmm. you're basically he's just a skinny tall dude out there, <laughs> and I don't I don't know. I mean, to the tune of eleven minutes tonight. Yeah. Which I don't think is terrible. Like I think I think if you play Javale about ten fifteen minutes a game, that's totally fine. Right. But does he want to play ten fifteen minutes a game? I think Javale. I think Javale's bought into the team where yeah he, he won't hate that. I certainly hope so. Go I'm ahead. not trying to get Dwight Howard traded because Javale is, <laughs> is wielding his political capital. And I mean. Last season, remember the whole thing about JaVale and, and Zubok? And granted, like, Dwight Howard is not, he beats Zubok, but, yeah, like, no. still, like, I don't, yeah. that's not, that's not what we need. Um, <laughs> I don't want to jump around, but I feel like we do need to discuss the binary Mamba, <laughs> Kentavious Caldwell Nope. Listen, I appreciate his aggression <laughs> on defense, but oh my goodness, bro! I don't want to turn this into like a, a dumping on KCP session, but like Twitter does that enough. I mean, yeah, like like I don't want to beat a dead horse, what have you. Which is oh, again, I've said this before. What a strange phrase, and I'm sorry it rolls off the tongue so quickly. I don't know why we're beating the horse in the first place. Did we beat it to death and then continue? Did someone else beat it to death? We saw it, and said, "Hey, that was that looks fun," but like. Yo, my man, 
offensively. <laughs> what I've literally spent the last forty eight hours like trying to piece together KCP trade packages. <laughs> like I don't know what to do. What to do? The one thing that like it genuinely mind boggles me is that it's like he doesn't hold on, how do I say this correctly? He when it matters, he's just really performs like terribly. And then when it doesn't matter, like against the Grizzlies in the fourth quarter, he just goes off. Like he, the game genuinely didn't matter anymore, and he looked great on offense. He looked great, and then again today, just like underperforms completely. Like the air ball from five feet. <laughs> I just, I don't, I genuinely am so confused as to why that happened because he has like moments where he plays really well. So you're like, you know, this guy is good. It's just I don't understand what happened. He, I think he genuinely like is in his own head. I really yeah. think that's what it is. I don't think it has anything to do with the skill set or skill set or anything. I genuinely believe he just sees all the things that are said about him, <laughs> and it's gone to his head. And that's what's actually like. It's actually kind of sad if it, if that's the case. Yeah, like like you said, that air ball from five feet. He shouldn't even be taking shots like that. That that was like a one. That was like a three dribble pull up over like a big and drop coverage, shooting like a air ball um, from like ten feet or whatever. But I think like on this like veteran team, he's another one of those guys. I mean, he's only twenty six, right? He's like two years older than Kuzma. He's a guy that's still trying to find out what his ceiling is. He's like four years younger than Buddy Heald. <laughs> right. <laughs> he's trying to find out. He's trying to find out what his ceiling is when. Like, I feel like everyone else sees it pretty clearly that he's, like, a guy who should be catching, shooting, maybe maybe one dribble, pull up, and then, like, playing defense. But he doesn't see himself that way. I mean, you can tell by the shots that he takes. He comes off. He tries to, like, take fadeaway mid-range pull-ups. Like, he had a play today where he, like, was in a mid-range and then tried to draw a foul like he was, like, Kobe, like he was, like, a mid-range. Like, you're not getting that call, like, ever. And he, like, complained for, like, two minutes on that call. Like, dude. I don't know. I mean, I think both of you are right. I think he just he's he's trying to he's trying to find his role, but the role right. he wants to play is not the role he has on this team. Exactly. I think maybe if he were on a different roster, like he'd be a, just a better player overall. Like a roster with 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 like a, a like a big presence in the paint, like a big guy, mm-hmm. and, and a lack of guards um, that like he could get his own shot off, but also like work opposite of point guard who likes to penetrate but he also has like a big guy who like he can do screen and rolls with and, and doesn't mm-hmm. have to worry about defensively like kicking cover for him like i don't know like an andre drummond type with like a reggie jackson type or something like that like he should have taken the money like, i don't understand <laughs> <laughs> the, the sequence of events that led to him being a laker are nonsensical like i don't understand sorry i'm looking, I'm looking at a tweet right now it's from jake l fisher it says Pistons' highest offer to Contavious Caldwell Pope. This is from like 2017. Pistons' highest offer to Contavious Caldwell Pope was five years, 80 million per source. Salary quote wasn't even close end quote to what KCP is seeking. <laughs> well, he got like I what genuinely... three years, 30 from us already. So yeah, but I mean, like I guarantee you, if he could go back, he'd take that offer. Oh yeah, for sure. But I mean, he has a lifetime contract here, so I mean, I it's kind of hard to kind of hard to weigh those two. A lifetime. Oh, I can see what you did there. <laughs> the lifetime of LeBron James's Laker career. He's <laughs> Man, whatever power broker agent whose star we sign next will clear that right up. Don't you stress. <laughs> um. Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know. Um. But it's just, I, I think, 
I don't think Laker fans overreacted to the Clipper game, but I think the world at large overreacted <laughs> to the Clipper game. Right. And I think the fact that the Lakers have ripped off four straight, even you know against some against lesser competition, some taking advantage of like a great matchup like Utah. But I think mm-hmm. this was like a win against a team that people think is good, that I think is good. Um, that like they had to, the Lakers had to come back first and foremost. They had to stay in the game, and then they they had to sort of perform at the end of regulation. They had to show up and be clutch, and then close it out in OT convincingly. Mm-hmm. I felt like this was obviously OT against two young stars, best win of the season to me. Yo, uh, I agree with you. Definitely the best win of the season. Also, like you said earlier, probably the best game of the season so far in this short <laughs> short season. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, I'm looking at LeBron's Instagram story. He, uh, he, uh, quoted, or he, like, uh, he, how was it called? When he, like, clipped a video of his game from today and captioned it, Wash King, exclamation point, hashtag revenge season, and it got me all hyped again. <laughs> which, uh, which, uh, he, uh, had a nice little post-game interview with Doris Burke. That was mm-hmm. pretty cool, too. I don't know if you guys saw that. Yeah. It's actually funny. I didn't actually get a chance to hear <laughs> what he said. <laughs> which is sad, but, oh. Who's you should let that. You should let that rock. <laughs> My bad. Who's I don't, calling I don't you? Know. Who's calling you at twelve forty three a.m.? Why you? Why you up in his business? <laughs> <laughs> You're right. My bad. My bad. It's all good. It's actually just my mom. She's actually overseas, so oh, her, oh. her timing is like off. Yeah. Well, I feel like an asshole. No, you good. You good? Yeah. <laughs> No, you're right. A phone call at twelve thirty normally would be strange. Look at me making you feel like a jerk for caring about your friend's life. <laughs> Dividing the podcast. <laughs> anyway, um, so Mark Cuban like basically tweeted after the game something about like Doris Burke mentioned that there was a, a big no call uh, on 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 a play that happened in the fourth quarter mm-hmm. and Doris said it in a very like nonchalant way Doris Doris is super objective with stuff like that um but Mark Cuban like tweeted out a video of that segment and then was basically like, added the NBA official uh, Twitter account was like yeah it's a call sometimes winning and losing is be uh, as thin of a line as getting a call thanks for noticing Doris and I'm like bro <laughs> LeBron had 39, 16, and 12. AD had 31 and 8. Just, you lost. Like, it's okay. You lost. That's like the most Mark Cuban tweet ever. Like, you could, everyone saw that coming from like 300 miles away. Like, Mark Cuban is going to like complain about the ref, and there it was. You know what I would say to that? Should have used your challenge. Mm, Talk to him. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. There were no challenges this game, huh? No, I don't think so. No challenges. No challenges at all. Should have used your challenge. That's all I have to say. That's true. Anyway, I, although I think that's hilarious, I could totally see like because Cuban sits right there, yeah. so I could totally see Cuban go like Rick, Rick, talking to Carlisle, not me. Rick, <laughs> challenge it, challenge it, and Carlisle just like waves him off, like shut up and let me do my job. You already try to control everything else. <laughs> Cuban back in the day would have stormed the court to tell the ref that. Did you see there was a game a couple days ago? Sorry, off topic here, but like Spo was trying to call a timeout yes. and someone was getting trapped yes. in the corner and he like ran the half court. Oh, yeah. Spo has been crazy this season. I loved it. Yeah. Cause he got didn't he get ejected too? Or like after oh, no 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 no. After the game, 
he he uh, he got a call missed, and he pointed at every single referee and was just like, <laughs> I forgot, I, I don't know what he said, but like he pointed at every single referee and like called him out for something, and he was just yelling. It was hilarious. Spolstra did? Yeah. Oh, wow. That team is good, that Miami Heat team. Kendrick Nunn. I just picked him up in fantasy. Uh, By the way, Kendrew, shout out Kendrew, just texted me, and he goes, real quick, I know y'all are recording, but Harrison Barnes had a game winner tonight. Oh, yeah, I saw that. That was huge, actually. A a game-winning tip layup, but still. (laughs) 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 Pretty hyped from that, I can tell. I mean, I guess we gotta. I, I take back all Harrison Barnes slander. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that contract is totally worth it now. I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I felt like such a jerk because, like, I'm watching the end of that game and I'm just like, literally, I'm just looking at the screen, like, talking to the Kings, like, lose, lose. <laughs> I just didn't want to see them win. I don't know. I'm just a jerk. <laughs> I just wanted to keep up the Luke Walton slander for as long as possible. <laughs> yeah, they'll end now. They're one in five, right? Like, it's over now. <laughs> Hey. <laughs> How can I talk poorly I know, about them now? I know they won a one point game. Like it's over. Luke has obviously got the team back in his. You know. Yeah, he inspired that Harrison Barnes tip layup. <laughs> he was thinking, of, I gotta do this for Luke. Focus, you are the ball. Hey uh, guys, can mm-hmm. we uh, can we take a moment real quick? Uh, I know we're only five games in, uh, and it's early in the season and all. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we're right now, as it is, first place in the Western Conference. Yes. Um, and it's a big moment, you know. We haven't we haven't been in that spot in a long time. So let's just first in the conference. Yeah, let's just appreciate that for a quick second. You never know. You never know when you might get that back again. <laughs> Hopefully, it lasts a little longer. <laughs> yeah, I'm hoping so. <laughs> even if even if we lose it, I know we will get it back around uh, late May, mid mid late May. Okay. When we beat the Clippers in the Western Conference Finals. Oh. And face the Philadelphia 76ers. Okay. That's my prediction, by the way. <laughs> I have the Lakers going. I don't know, because we, okay, just for next episode, everybody, we're going to have all that settled down. Uh, we're going to, yeah. we're going to talk about what we, uh, what, what our predictions are. Uh, just know that Rick has the Warriors in the playoffs. Um, <laughs> and yeah, just, you know, that's a little tease. Uh, but sorry, Rick. I mean, since you want to throw me under the bus, I'm just going to go ahead and go on. So I asked these gentlemen to go ahead and make some predictions that I made before the season started. And yeah, I had the Warriors as the eighth seed before the season started. But now, you know what I'm saying, it's November 2nd, and we got to wait till next episode for the predictions. And your boy's looking a little foolish. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to go ahead and cook the books a little bit, change my numbers. Um, no, Rick, you can change it up. You can change it up. That's yeah. I like everything else I'm fine with. But I, I just can't have the Warriors. I, I can't have D'Angelo Russell, Willie Cauley Stein, Draymond, and the Santa Cruz Warriors as the eighth seed. Like, this is just not happening right now. You're forgetting yeah. their best player, Marquise Chris. Oh, God. They cut a guy for Marquise Chris. <laughs> they the cut Alfonso this... McKinney. That's an NBA player. They don't even have, like, eight of those. All the stories out of camp, though. Like, he was so athletic, and he was just killing it. I mean... <laughs> Well, Willie Cauley Stein's back, so he should be their savior. You know, should should go ahead. Really? And then just wait until Kevon Looney comes back, and then the league's finished. (laughs) I'm basking in it all. (laughs) Yo, did you hear? Like, I genuinely, I feel because I wish the Warriors were fully healthy. I would love to see them playoffs. Like, I, I think I've told you guys this. Like, it's just the best when everybody's healthy and you beat a healthy team. Mm -hmm. And today, 
Today, Draymond even got hurt. Like, how are like they? They're just having terrible luck. Genuinely <laughs> terrible luck. Yeah, he he. I think he just sprained his finger. Yeah, but still, like, still, yeah. His, his quotes are the best though. Like his post game. What he's he's like, yeah, we kicked everyone's ass and they're kicking ours now. But it's cool. We'll get y'all back. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's the best thing ever, dude. He's like, yeah. So what? Like, I got like three rings. Yeah, like, I think, I think everyone's getting a kick out of it. I just got paid. Like, you think I'm tripping? Like, D'Angelo can run as many pick and rolls as he wants. Like, he I don't that. care. Okay, so I have a question because this is something that I fully believe. Mm-hmm. Not actually fully, but I, I have. A, I think it's a solid chance of happening. Give me your percentage that Draymond Green gets traded this year. Zero. Oh, wow. Zero. Uh, maybe like ten. I, I'm pretty high. Really? We, we, we don't like even know that you just know. What? The- <laughs> <laughs> That was unexpected. I'm so tired that I didn't even. I was like, "What is he talking about?" Um, Ali's like on the podcast. Like, <laughs> like I'm, you're so high. I'm like, you don't need to say that right now. <laughs> We're trying to keep up a professional demeanor. Um, no, I'm at I'm at like twenty percent. Honestly, I could I could see it. This has been um, some bad. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Just oh my god. <laughs> Go ahead. Oh lord. <laughs> KCP and Kuzma for like Draymond. <laughs> no, not to us, God. No. What's okay? What's that? Wait, 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 wait. Would you want Draymond on the scene? Yeah. Sure, okay. What's absolutely. the What's the highest package you give? I would not give a package. <laughs> you can want something and not like <laughs> not want to give up anything so, for it. How How many years is Draymond's uh, contract? How many years? He just left? signed a four year deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Um. That's a lot. Yeah, that is. That is. <laughs> That's a lot of dream on for a long period of time. Yeah, I would actually say no. I, I, I wanna, I wanna see how Giannis is doing in the future. <laughs> He's gonna be a hawk. Don't even stress it. Jesus be fine. Christ. Draymond's gonna be a hawk. That's yes. That's what I'm saying right now. Oh book God! It. Can't see him. It. What do you mean? They have Steph Curry and Ginger Clay Thompson. <laughs> It's a wrap, bro. They got Kent Bazemore. I mean, sorry, not Kent Bazemore. They got Evan Turner making $18 million. Dude, that summer, in, that summer was wild. Put him and Jabari Parker in a trade. All of a sudden, you got yourself room for one Draymond Green. <laughs> Add a pick to the bad boy. Why And why? Why do the Warriors do what you say? Oh, because Evan Turner's expiring and Jabari Parker has an option that he probably will decline because he wants more than $6.5 million. <laughs> Add the pick that they get to it, and oh my goodness, the Warriors got a little got a little space. Not really, because they still got D'Angelo, but just a little space, just a little something, something. Anyway, that's my argument. <laughs> so you traded Kuzma and Draymond in like the last three weeks. There's from the respective teams. I'm not trading a Kuzma unless it's for Terrence Ross. In which case, <laughs> we can discuss it. Then obviously, right? Like. <laughs> Like, do we have to do it? Like, do, do they want to pick too? Like, goodness gracious, can't just steal the best player on their roster. Or Harrison Barnes. Uh, lie himself. <laughs> oh man. Sorry. Every time I think about Harrison Barnes, I think about how hard I wanted him to to join the Lakers when we got Luke Walton, and how I was just wrong twice. <laughs> but it happens. Hey, do you guys think Luke is like this bad? Like. I- um, everyone's blaming Sacramento on Luke. They're like, "Man, Luke is just horrible." I'm like, "You don't I mean, go six and zero losing like by twenty. Luke's a bad coach, so it's not it's not sugarcoat that. But 
I don't know. I, I just feel like it's it's strange that Sacramento's young core has just become trash because of Luke Walton. Yeah, I don't. I mean, like obviously, when you're down, when you when you have a losing streak like that, the first your first instinct is to go to the coach. Yeah. Um, but I don't think it's all on him. I think a lot of it is on him. Just from like reading what, because I don't watch Kings games, but just yeah. from reading what people are saying, even like like fans are saying that the way he uses the young players isn't the right way. Right. Uh, but he also said in an interview the other day, which it could be an excuse, but from their trip to India, they didn't get to like really work as a team, you know, like working on their games. So right. we'll see. I, it's too early in the season to tell any of this stuff, you know? Yeah, that's true. This is something, this is like a conversation you, about like a coach that you can really have after like the first two months, I'd say. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I agree. I think the only thing we can really like, the only conclusion we can really come to here is that Luke Walton shouldn't be a head coach. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I'm just messing around. I'm just messing around. That's kind of crazy how quickly, like, Kings fans have, like, come to that. Like, they're like, we need to fire him. Like, you just gave him a four-year deal. Like, you understand this is a long process. Like, my man had multiple years with us, and there were still people like, oh, Luke should have been given a fair shot. <laughs> <laughs> like, they get, like, 5% through the first season, and they're like, where's Jaeger? We need Dave Jaeger. <laughs> um... No, I don't, I'm not, I don't practice, like, reveling in schadenfreude, but I am enjoying the Kings. Just because the Kings are so gross to the Lakers all the time that I'm, like, I'm very, I'm very much enjoying. And that whole De'Aaron Fox-Lonzo thing, I just, yeah. you know. Um, Alright, so the Lakers, uh, I, this this is the first back-to-back of the, uh, oh, wait, no, do we not play the Suns? No. We play the Sunday? Spurs on Sunday, I believe. Yeah. I thought it was the Suns, but maybe right, the Spurs on Sunday. I kind of would rather have the Spurs right now, like the way the way the league the, way the league is going. Yeah, play at Spurs, and then Tuesday at Bulls, and then um, Friday versus the Heat. Mm-hmm. I don't know where in the world I got the Suns from. Goodness gracious, maybe I maybe Ollie was right. Lakers, <laughs> Lakers play the Lakers, Lakers play the Suns on the twelfth, so next Tuesday. Oh, maybe I just it was I, I was looking at the looking at uh, the the calendar right now and it says eleven two and I just you know I thought one one two I don't know anyway um the Spurs prediction for the Spurs game before we uh before we move forward I don't want to give any predictions after our predictions versus the Clippers <laughs> oh I, I wasn't giving the score I'm, I'm only going vague generalities from now on <laughs> that was so bad. That was brutal. <laughs> yeah, I was like, close. I, I said it'd be a close game, and it was. It was just, it was just the opposite. I, I feel like their two best players don't overextend the Lakers' defensive counterparts. Does that make sense? Like, I feel like Danny Green is not going to have as much trouble guarding DeMar and Anthony Davis is going to guard Lamar because by virtue of simply of the, the fact that their their offensive floor is smaller. Yeah. Like, they, they don't play as, as as much of the floor because they don't shoot threes like that. So, basically, that that's playing into our hands a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. I'm predicting a win. I'm a, I'll go out on the limb. I, I also say a win, but I will not even think of what the score will be. Double digits. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Um, what's the? I don't. I don't know the Spurs record right now. I feel like I should know that. The Spurs. I think they're four and one. I believe. Uh, let me really? <laughs> yes, they are four. Yeah, and the Spurs don't lose. Like I think I've just accepted that in my yeah, life. Spurs like are, it Spurs doesn't are, matter. Spurs are right now tied for with the Lakers. Lakers win the tiebreaker, but it's uh they both they're both four and one. Yeah. <laughs> really? No, I was. I. That's, oh my gosh! Sorry. That was. Oh yeah. I was. That was genuine. 
Um, Their only loss right, was well, to the Clippers. Okay, okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Goodness gracious, I'm like looking at their uh, their like overall league rankings right now, and they're 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 doing quite well. Um, sixth and sixth in the league in points per game. Granted, five games, but still, that's that's not what I was expecting. Well, I love Deontay. Do, how do you say his first name correctly? Deontay. Deont Deontay, right? Mm-hmm. I thought it was yeah. Dejounte. Oh yeah, it might be Dejounte. It might be Deontay. <laughs> it's not Derek. That's the other dude. <laughs> Uh, Derek White, I think, is pretty clear. Like, I think, I think, we, got, <laughs> I think we got his name down. No gray area there. Yeah, no. <laughs> I think it's I think it's Rudy J. <laughs> Rudy Jai. Um, that really will be like a battle for the Western Conference, though. At that point, which is pretty exciting. <laughs> when was the last time the Lakers and Spurs were back at the top of the Western Conference? Oh my God. I feel like this is the late 90s. <laughs> um, yeah, well, that, that is super exciting. Yeah. All right, any uh, any final thoughts before we uh, before we sign off for the night slash morning, depending on where you are? <laughs> uh, I, I, my favorite Laker is Danny Green, and I will stand by that. Nice. Yes, that's my final thoughts. <laughs> Hope so, you enjoyed that. So, like, when we did, like, our preseason, like, podcast and stuff like that, we said, like, what were like the most important things about this season? I think one of the things was seeing that LeBron was still LeBron, right? Clearly and then watch, and then watching tonight, like see him just take over. Like I, th- I thought that was really important. Like he can still do that on. He's not gonna do that every night. And this showed me he had like very little respect for Charlotte and Memphis. Like there was, he was just not gonna play those games at all. The way the way he played tonight. But I thought it was cool that he can still do that. And in like bursts and so like he like i don't know when it was but tonight he kind of took it personal the way the way they were like going under screens and things like that and he was like just hitting his jumper i thought that was cool i think i think one it's really cool that last game ad had a 40 20 game three quarters and then this game lebron has like 39 points i think it's 16 assists 12 rebounds right steals like back-to-back games where one player really takes over and ad finished with 31 points still don't get me wrong yeah uh i just think it's really cool that we have two players that can just go off any at any given moment um and i hope because like we really need that third guy too and hopefully Mm -hmm. kuz can be that guy Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I've, just seeing these last two performances, it makes you feel really confident in your team. Yeah. I also love that Anthony Davis had 31 points, um, 15 of 28 from the field, and man shot two free throws. <laughs> yeah. Um, so he was just a pure bucket, like just a pure <laughs> scorer today, which was pretty awesome to see. I just, I, I genuinely, like, it's a little upsetting about his three-point shooting. That's been kind of rough. Yeah. But like, yeah, yeah other than that. And he's but he's he's got he's obvi- very obviously got to take him. He's very obviously. Oh, he should keep taking. He, he should keep taking him. Yeah. Yeah. Um. And I don't. I, I don't. I don't think. I don't know when we get to the point where defenses like respect or start start to respect his perimeter game less. Um. All, but mainly because if like if you give him space, if you're smaller, then he's gonna put you in the cup, and if you're bigger, then he's just gonna toy with you. So he's just really good at basketball. So <laughs> I don't really, I'm not, like you said, I'm not, I'm concerned about his three, but I'm not really too worried about it. Yeah. Yeah. What pick swap? (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry, Brandon, (laughs) Brandon Marshall, doesn't he play football? (laughs) I'm not exactly sure what you're referring to. Isn't, isn't Lonzo Trier, does he see a Nick? I don't, 
Oh no. Was that Josh Jackson? <laughs> didn't he didn't he get arrested at Rolling Loud? Like I, who are these people that you're talking about? I don't know these people. Hey, but for real though, the kids are balling out and it's awesome. Yo, Brandon yeah, yeah. is going bananas. I, it's awesome. Like you just have to read his stat line and you're like, wow. <laughs> this guy this guy is being exactly who you think who we all oh. thought he's gonna be. Yeah. Gwen Stefani would be so proud. B A N A N A S. This shit is bananas. Come on, I thought y'all were keeping up with me. I was trying to figure out like a BI connection to that. And I was like, uh, that was so bad. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's four o'clock so in the morning, rip. bro. Like I don't <laughs> like what do you want from me? Rip, that was so that was like it, actually bad to where I'm cringing and that's hard. That's hard to do. That's actually pretty tough. <laughs> now, now I feel accomplished. I can go to sleep calmly tonight. If you're listening um, to this, I'm sorry. Well, on that note, <laughs> I feel like that's a very natural point to end. Um, we'll check in uh, check in with everyone uh, throughout the, the rest of the week after hopefully, I don't know, Lakers might be sitting... Lakers might be sitting at, you know, 7-1. Someone knock on wood. Thank you. All the listeners, all listeners, knock on wood, please. Hello, wood to go around. All right. Chill out. Kendra's not even here. All right. (laughs) Shout out, Kendra. (laughs) My guy. Until next time, Kendra, we'll have you. Um, But until the next episode, this has been The Forum. Peace. Peace. Did your voice crack on the piece? (laughs) Oh, he's still laughing about the wood joke. End it, end it. (laughs)